0: Welcome to The Conversation. This podcast is produced by QSource as part of Medicare's Quality Improvement Organization efforts to share information, educate clinical staff, and encourage improvement through best practices. Each episode discusses a topic that is timely and applicable to you, your staff, and your patients. In this episode, The Conversation focuses on National Asthma and Allergy Awareness Month, recognized in May each year. Courtney Stewart, lead for the Indiana Joint Asthma Coalition, returns to the conversation with Quality Improvement Specialist Kathy Ray to discuss the chronic condition, gaps and challenges of care, upcoming events to promote asthma awareness, and where further education and assistance can be obtained. Now, let's get this conversation started.
1: Well QSource wants to welcome Courtney Stewart back to the conversation today. We'll have Courtney explain a little bit about what she does, but I know there's some upcoming events around asthma, and we want to definitely capture some of those events today. Just remind our audience a little bit about what you do, and then we can kind of jump in from there.
2: Thanks for having me. I am Courtney Stewart, and I lead the Indiana Joint Asthma Coalition. We are a statewide coalition. We have been together since 2003, and we are a part of the IU School of Medicine's Clinical and Translational Sciences Institute, and kind of under that umbrella, we are with a group called Connections in Health, and our mission is to reduce the burden of asthma in the state.
1: Very good. So before we kind of jump into the events, can you just quickly kind of review for those of us that don't have asthma, how do we educate community members or educate our families on ways to manage asthma and ways that they can reduce those episodes of asthma? Because, I mean, I understand asthma is chronic, it's not an acute condition, so it's kind of always having to be in a managed state. So could you review some of that? Sure, and I
2: think for folks that don't have asthma, it just doesn't make sense for them to even think about that. But if you know someone who has asthma, mm-hmm. someone in your family, or you're giving care to someone that has asthma, it's, it's really important. And you're exactly right. It's a chronic disease. It can get better at times. It's really dependent on things like the weather, can be linked to allergies. So as the seasons change, some folks are bothered by mold. Some folks are bothered by cockroaches or dust mites or pet dander. There's a lot of variables. So I think a really good thing for folks to do is to have an asthma action plan. So Mm -hmm. it's a little sheet of paper. Basically, it's like, this is my information. I have asthma. So it would be, you know, my name. These are the medications I take on a regular basis. I have a rescue inhaler. It's in this place. I always have it with me. That type of plan can help folks and their caregivers and parents, for young kids, really be aware if you're monitoring things like peak flow, or you're breathing into the tube every day, and and you're monitoring that. There's a lot that can be done on a daily basis to really kind of check in and with your doctor begin to understand. Hey, when the weather's humid, it really affects my asthma. So I know when I when the weather's like that, I need to bring my inhaler with me, or I need to try and stay in air conditioning, or Very different for
1: each person. So it can be getting to know it for yourself or for your child. That helps in trying to understand, I think, as a community coalition, when we talk about asthma in the community and ways that we can help as a community, looking at those types of events that may be taking people to the hospital. And I know COVID has that respiratory part that can contribute to asthma and kind of turn things into more of a critical aspect and I just reminding people of what they can do to protect themselves and I know you're an advocate for the masks and you know even though the community says it's okay not to wear them you know if you're high risk you need to continue to wear those. I
2: think yeah I think you're exactly right. It's it's confusing especially with COVID and we've you know we've been doing that for a couple of years and we've heard some conflicting <laughs> advice there. I still wear a mask if I go to a grocery store or a public place. They've told us we don't have to, but it's also, research has shown that a lot of uh, colds and flu have not been as severe during the pandemic, and that's probably from wearing a mask, so it does help in lots of ways.
1: Well, I understand, too, that there's some gaps in service when we talk about asthma and maybe some gaps in care. You know, maybe from a socioeconomic perspective, ethnic perspective, access to care perspective, what kinds of gaps are you folks seeing and maybe tackling in your coalition?
2: Well, there are all the gaps that you listed, absolutely. And those are the big ones, the socioeconomic differences the ethnic differences, which are frequently directly related to the socioeconomic differences. Where do folks live? What's the environment where they're living? Do they live next to a factory? Do they live next to a busy highway? Do they live next to a confined animal feeding operation or a farm that there's a lot of ammonia and off-gassing, and a lot of uh, children in Indiana are affected by asthma. And kids do not have the choice to say, hey, I don't want to live here. It's not healthy. And a lot of folks, due to their money and socioeconomic factors, can't simply just up and leave. We've got three work groups in our coalition, and those are based on the Indiana State Asthma Plan. And the work groups are reducing environmental triggers. So we just kind of talked about that with where folks live and what they're exposed to, quality of care and looking at improving that. So making sure that kids in schools have asthma action plans. Asthma's complex and it's different for everyone and making sure that parents and folks with asthma know how to use the medications the right way, know how to use the inhalers, the spacers, all the things that come with having asthma. It's not just taking a pill every day. There's a lot of measurement and self. And then our other work group is strengthening the infrastructure of programming in the state. So what that means is making sure that we have more asthma educators in the state, trying to work towards ways to getting them certified, and trying to elevate that status of community health workers and asthma educators so that People know that their job is important, um, that it's important to know about asthma and how to care for yourself, how to care for others that have it. So that's really what we've been focusing on pretty strongly since the fall of 2021. That kind of leads us into the upcoming event. This is something that we did last year as a coalition, and this year we're going to do it again. It's a free virtual event on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m and it's the 2022 asthma summit and we're looking to focus on strategies to improve asthma control prevention Mm -hmm. and treatment it's open to everyone it's free to register and we will have a variety of speakers so we'll have some clinicians there to talk about the clinical side and we'll have some folks from the marion county health department there to talk about those environmental triggers that we've both been sort of mentioning and to explain those Um, so yeah we hope to really get the word out and make sure that people know and we'll be recording it so if you know about it and can't make it you can go ahead and register and you'll get um, all the presentations and the recording as well.
1: Now I understand there's a world event that's coming up sooner in May a world asthma Day? Is that what it is? Yeah,
2: yeah. So there's an organization, the acronym is GINA. It's the Global Initiative for Asthma. It's the first week of May. So our coalition is going to do a week-long event, if you will. World Asthma Day is actually on May 3rd. It depends on which website you look at, but we're going to go with what GINA has to say. So we're calling it May 3rd. We are going to do a press release, and we are going to offer some folks on our coalition that partner with us, such as the Indiana Department of Health, Parkview Community Health, some people at Monroe County Health Department, To, We're going to create a press release with facts about asthma. They can pop their information in so that several folks around the state can get the press release out. Basically, we just want to say, hey, asthma is a serious problem for about 25 million Americans It's a particularly bad problem in Indiana, Um, not only for environmental reasons, but just health outcomes in our state are not that great. You've heard that before. Um, So just bringing some attention and awareness and providing resources. So we'll be doing that through social media. Um, We're on Facebook, LinkedIn,
1: Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're everywhere. So. Will that be in different languages as well so we can offset the non-English speaking communities? We do have some resources available in Spanish.
2: So as far as the social media goes, um, if we do have it available in Spanish and we're linking to something or we're sharing a document, we'll try to have it. And certainly I'm always available if someone wants to contact me and can see about getting materials in Spanish or other languages as well.
1: Just the common theme, the bottom line is us working together and getting organizations and physicians and clinics and families and patients to share their journey, share their stories, come together to your summit and to your point where we can gather more resources and take them back to our community coalitions, advocate for your coalition. Well, listen, we wanna thank you for your time today. The updates have been fabulous. Uh, We always invite you back to the table as you have more information you wanna share with our audience. And again, for those that may have missed Courtney's prior podcast, it is available at www.qsource.org. She was gracious enough to come back today and just give us some updates on some upcoming events. So we're very thankful to have you. We appreciate you and all your work and your coalition and look forward to having you back. Thank you.
2: Likewise, Kathy. Yeah, much appreciated. Thanks for having
0: me. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you found this conversation of interest, we encourage you to join the conversation by visiting us online at QSource.org conversationpodcast conversation podcast. The conversation was produced by QSource, the Quality Innovation Network Quality Improvement Organization for Indiana, under a contract with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Content does not necessarily reflect CMS policy.